welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 47, Episode 3 of SNL with host Rami Malek and musical guest Young Thug. I'm Katherine Coleman, and I am joined this week by Steve Finn, as well as New York-based writer Madeline Baldanzi. You can connect with Madeline on Twitter at Madeline Baldanzi, and you can find us at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion, and if you'd like to watch our full-length ad-free sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively at patreon.com slash snlpodcast. It's our supporters who make this show possible, and we are so thankful for everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Hello, everybody. How are you doing tonight? All smiles over here. How are you guys? Pretty good. good. Excited to be here. Yes, we are thrilled to have you, Madeline. We have so much to talk about tonight. First-time host, a 007 cameo, a Squid Game parody. This episode just had so much going on, and we're fully ready to break it down. But first, I want to introduce Madeline to the audience. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Yeah. So Madeline was actually my teacher at UCB. She taught me Sketch 101, Sketch 301, as well as this like extra class I took called Sketch Sprint. So she taught me everything i know about sketch comedy so i'm pretty redundant tonight but (laughs) i'm really excited to hear all of madeline's brilliant thoughts on this episode and it's gonna be really fun i'm very interested to see uh how our takes differ considering you know you know we have the same a similar basis of knowledge right but um before we get into it madeline why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about you know some maybe some of your favorite sketches or favorite eras of snl and you know what how you feel about the show I've been watching SNL since I was 13, nonstop, seen every episode since then. And in my mind, I think of it in three different eras. The first one is kind of Amy Poehler-ish, Tina Fey. And when I think about that, I just love Maya Rudolph so much. Wake Up Wakefield was my fave. And then I kind (laughs) of think of a little bit middle ground. And to me, that's the Bill Hader era. Mm-hmm. And of course, I love that puppet class sketch. That sketch is just <laughs> so textbook and yet still so funny and surprising. And then the newer era, which almost feels like an old era now, I just think <laughs> is mm-hmm. is completely typified by 80 and Kate. And anytime 80 and Kate get together, those are my faves. Dyke and Fats. I love that alien <laughs> abduction sketch. Anything with those gals, that's my fave. Yeah, you and I have that in common. You had me at Dyke and Fats. Oh, man. I feel like you. we watched that puppet sketch in one of, one of your classes. You know, I don't think I liked that sketch as much when I saw it live as I did when I started teaching because it's hard (laughs) to find by the book sketches that are still very funny and surprising. And I think Mm -hmm. that sketch fulfills both of those things really well. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, those those are all uh, great references. So so now now the audience knows your taste. They know what you're bringing. Let's get into it. Are you all ready? And I'm Daddy Longlegs. Daddy's got it at this school assembly on bugs. And I loved this one. Uh, at, at first, when when I realized this whole thing is going to be based on a pun, I got a little nervous. 
<laughs> and I thought it would wear out its welcome pretty quickly, but then it didn't. I, and I, they just found for me, I thought they found such fun places to go with it. Like when he, when he told the principal to call me daddy, but then he told Heidi, I don't want that from you. And then the, the credit card beat was great. I just, I found it very consistently delightful and it surprised me. And I was, Bowen can sell anything. So I was having a great time. Madeline, was it a win for you? It was a win for me. It was an awfully long walk to just letting Bowen be Bowen, I think. I don't know that they had to be children necessarily, but once we got the justification about the dads, I was fully bought into it being children. I think it just went a little bit too long without reminding me that part of the joke is that Bowen is a is a kid that is a little bit strange and very <laughs> delightful. But really anything to just get to Bowen being Bowen was super fun. I really want to shout out Whoever created that spider costume, the butt of it wiggling really made me laugh out loud. And also what happened when the arm fell off? That was also very funny. Top right arm, rest in peace. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. And that gave uh, Keenan the giggles a little bit, which he (laughs) then held on to all night long. uh, And I loved. Apparently. Steve, where'd you land on this? You know, I liked it. And yeah, maybe we could have focus more on the Bowen being Bowen, like Madeline was saying. But for what they did, I liked how they approached the other characters. You know, it must be a challenge uh, to get in there and write a sketch where one character's taking the main uh, comedic focal point and you have a, a lot of other straight characters playing off that. You know, it helps to get a few laughs from making them a little dorky and not totally just like, I'm a normal person reacting to you, but having them... Uh, another believable character in that world they've created that has, you know, a comedic tinge to it. Uh, I think that helps with the, uh, the ricocheting of the wackiness back and forth, but obviously bone is the star here. And I think he, he uh, popped as he usually does. So I'm always going to be game for a bone lead sketch. Absolutely. Yeah. You might as well not ask me. (laughs) (laughs) I am glad madeline that you sort of mentioned this framing device of having them children because the the full idea you know is what if daddy long legs was a daddy and there's a million directions you could go there right and never in a million years would i have sat down and been like oh kids bug show (laughs) so it is a very interesting choice that ended up working a kids bug show is not a thing right not that i know of i'm sure (laughs) at least one in the world has been done I mean, I used to be a teacher. We never did specifically a bug show. So <laughs> I liked it, though. It was yeah, it was it worked. I stopped remembering they were kids, but then they brought me back. You're you're exactly right, Steve, with the other weird children. So it was it really worked. Yeah. All right. Well, big win on the on the bug sketch. Let's keep going. This couple just wants the perfect Sleepy Town USA mattress to have their arguments on. Madeline, was this one a win? I loved this sketch so much. I think maybe we'll disagree again, and I'm excited to hear about it. But I loved Sleepy Town USA. I could have seen this on stage at an underground comedy theater in New York or Chicago. It felt very theatery to me. So it was a little familiar, maybe a little well-worn, almost in like, we're going to overact something. But the execution was so fun, and I thought the Sleepy Town USA mattress setting made it just weird enough that I was 
really delighted by it. I liked Aidy and Rami together. I thought whoever wrote this did an incredible job thinking about what Rami's strengths were and writing to Rami's strengths. I think he was a little, he comes across as a little weird. And so him coming across as a little weird in this sketch was perfect. I also thought it was going to be about sex in that first beat and then it wasn't. So that was a pleasant surprise for me. Bowen being the voice of reason character in a sketch was another great way for Bowen to show his versatility. I also was really surprised when the gun came out and then the second gun came out. I maybe shouldn't have been surprised about that, but I wasn't expecting it. So you save me, but I'm so horny. He's dead in our bed from sleepy town. <laughs> laugh out loud. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed this one. It might be on the strength of AD Bryant, but I thought it was a real winner. You know, you've given me s- some more things to appreciate about it in that, like you, like you said, you know, the writer did write to Rami's shrinks. That, that's very smart. They performed the hell out of it. I love that Bowen got to, he continually proves his, he's versatile, but gave us another thing to point to when people give us that argument that he plays the same character. Um, it ended up for me in a really fun, different place than I expected. Like you said, when the guns came out and then he's dead, but I'm horny fantastic loved it with a a lot of the stuff before that just felt really well worn like there's a key and peel sketch that's very similar um but like i don't know it's really hard to fault them on that because maybe i just watched too much sketch comedy like um and so like they they found fun new places to go with it but i i was feeling a little like eh, I've, i've sort of seen this before right but if you're going to base it on, I've seen this before, then right. none of the sketches win. That's like, all lose. That's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> I get what you mean, though. It does feel like, oh, they're being big. Okay. Yeah, sure. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I on many other nights, I think I would have unequivocally loved this. Uh, I think I would have quickly gotten over. I've seen this before. Because no, I never played this role. I, I usually love. I, I love or like everything and I'm really nice and I'm very positive. And tonight, I don't know what, maybe this is just how I was feeling last night. Um, but yeah, I, there is, you make a good point there. I think a lot of other times I would have forgiven it for like being a premise I was familiar with. Uh, but tonight, since I was feeling down, I was like, nope, I'm going to hold that against you. <laughs> and that's maybe, you maybe no not problem. fair of me, you know, that, that, that's fair. I'll take it. Uh, it did end in a great place. I did ultimately end up really liking it so uh, steve uh where are you gonna land here's something you might not know about me i used to sell mattresses i was a mattress salesman so i wish i would have asked you first i I, i'm going into the sketch saying all right this ought to be good you know and i'll tell you something one of the one of the challenges of selling mattresses is getting someone comfortable enough to lie down on the bed you know they'll go around and like put their fists on it. It's like, is this soft? Is this hard? And you're like, do you sleep on your knuckles? Do you just like balance on one fist and, and you know, hang out there like some Cirque du Soleil performer? No, you got to lie down. But that's the thing, right? You feel vulnerable doing that. <laughs> it's like you're letting your guard down in public. And the only reason you're comfortable enough to lie down and go to sleep is because you're in the safety of your own home. And I feel like somebody tapped into that because like, that glimpse into someone's personal life that could get so much worse. And like, this is a reminder for anyone window or uh, metro shopping is like 
people knowing what position you sleep in ain't going to be uh, nothing compared to like what really goes on in, <laughs> in married people's bedrooms. And you, and you get a glimpse of that in, in the selling mattresses because you'll say like, hey, if you get a king mattress, you know, if you're getting a fight, you got, you got more room to separate yourself with. And you see them like, hmm, that's a good idea. You're like, okay. So that appeals to you. That's, uh, that's uh, you know, dinging some bells. <laughs> Here's My point, though, is that, like, the fact that they're testing the bed, how it truly will be used. Like, that is, I think, a hilarious joke. And <laughs> as niche as that might be, I think they might have wrote this for mattress salesmen. I love that insider baseball on this sketch, Steve. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah, I do that at the least expected times. Truly. <laughs> I do think I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you sleep three thirds of your life was my favorite joke of the <laughs> I miss that. That was really fun. I miss that. So like 100% of the time. <laughs> and then Bowen goes, that's not what I said. <laughs> it was. Mwah. Yeah, I that, that was great. I uh, Maybe like on Wednesday, I'm going to rewatch the sketch and I'm going to love it. I think I think I think I'm I'm apparently in a mood and I didn't know it. Um, just, just get all of your pets and like just make a puddle <laughs> and just get in the happiest place you've mm-hmm. ever been and then watch it. See, I've given me so much more to appreciate about it and it is fun. <laughs> so I, I want to give it another chance. I'm gonna give it a third watch. I'm gonna give it a few days to forget about it and then I'll watch it again and I will um, post a little mini episode with my new take on it. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to see our full sketch-by-sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. Let's get into our overall thoughts and ratings. Moment of the night. Madeline, what was it? I think the moment of the night was the first time Bowen broke out into the spider dance. In the first sketch, it was just exciting. A great way to start off the night. That was it for me. Fair enough. I'm going to give it to... The the Pete Rami switch up. So I mean, I realize we went to it a few times, but the first time when I realized that's what they were doing, because uh, that's a big thing. We I went into the episode wanting to see, and so to see how they were going to do it, and that they were definitely going to do it, they were going to play each other. That was just really fun. That was a a good moment. Steve, what's yours? <laughs> Mine is a uh, Keenan taking a sharp uh, point of a paper airplane to the temple, and uh, you know. Like like Gilda Radner breaking a rib, just powered through it because that looked like it hurt. Can we just? Do you agree with me it that that looked force. a little hard, mm-hmm. a little direct? That he felt that, and and I just knew I knew that was Kate uh, Kristen again. Uh, I knew that was their way of going back to that uh, impression. I don't know why. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's it's part of that manic pixie girl energy that that Melissa taps into. Just, just yeah, to go to the show. I love that he immediately knew it was Kristen. Like that's such a fun thing for like the character that is Kristen Wiig. <laughs> right. I love it. Okay, well, let's talk about our best sketch, Madeline. What was yours? Sleepy Town. I loved Sleepy Town. I love Amy Bryant. I liked the big acting. I liked that it used the host well. I liked that there were enough weird jokes for me to sell it. Oh, I loved Get Your Killing Gun. I didn't say that before. <laughs> I liked that sketch a lot. One more reason for me to do it, give it a third watch. <laughs> uh, for me, far and away, the best sketch was Daddy Long Legs. Um, that was just so delightfully fun. Uh, I 
I thought that was the best showcase of Bowen uh, of, a, of a night where he got used quite a bit. I thought that was the highlight. Just so many jokes. I, and I was surprised by it because, like I said, when it started, I was unsure. But then they fully sold me and I, I loved it. That's my best. Steve, what's yours? Uh, I'll give it to Angelo because I felt like it was a breakout for Aristotle Atari. And I genuinely laughed the hardest at this. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's always a good move, you know, to give your best sketch to the one that had the featured player in it, because we do love to see it. It's like, in addition to being funny, it it, it feels so heartwarming as a fan of the show, right? So you get, ex- it's ex- it's exciting to see it no matter what it actually turns out to be. Let's talk about our MVP. Who's it going to, Madeline? I think I have to give it to Bowen. I mean, it seems pretty clear to me you could give it to Keenan I think but it's always Keenan I think Bowen really deserves it tonight he had a great great big character he had a really good George Takai impression and he played that great voice of reason character I'm giving it to Bowen well I'm gonna give it to Daniel Craig (laughs) no (laughs) Uh, I literally had written down Bowen (laughs) case could be made for Keenan so exactly what Madeline just said um and you could also make a case for Aristotle. He had his big moment, and that's great to see. Um, but yeah, Bowen was all over the place. And like I said, I loved the Daddy Long Leg sketch. No other person could have played that like Bowen did. And Bowen's always a win. Steve, who's your MVP? Uh, Going to give it to old Double A. I think he's made the triple A's with this. Uh, he uh, He's broken out now. This is it. And Catherine Madeline... You guys talked about the ones who deserve that title for doing the heavy lifting. Obviously, Bowen uh, was going for the Bowen Yang show, basically. And Keenan just has that uh, that frequent presence he usually does because it's Keenan. We're, we're used to that. Keenan was everywhere. Keenan yes. will be Keenan. I want to give it to Aristotle because, you know, it is his breakout performance. And mm-hmm. I think that deserves recognition, even if it was only really the one thing he's shown in uh the one thing we gotta make sure of is that he can bring stuff to this show that he hasn't already worked on this is a show that is ever churning and ever refreshing if he needs uh more time than what the show will allow him to come up with new material uh you know it it might be uh an issue so it remains to be seen what he can bring that's that's new what he creates for the show but yeah he deserves it just for for showing his talent for sure yeah yeah especially you know in this is the third episode and we really haven't seen much of him so Mm -hmm. uh it was refreshing to to for him to get that showcase and for him to perform it so well it definitely gave me where i was feeling a little nervous for him maybe a little prematurely but uh it, 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 this was a nice uh, vote of confidence where I was like, oh, okay. Like, he, he is really good. He he can perform this. He can hold his own in a sketch. Um, that was great. Uh, let's talk about the big one. <laughs> On a scale of classic, great, decent, weak, or train wreck. Madeline, how would you rate this episode? I'm going to go decent. I'm going to go decent. I, I want to say maybe a little bit better, but it's really just decent for me. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to agree. I'm going to put it at decent. Uh, there's once again the argument to be made. If I was maybe in a better mood, it could have been great. But I think 
even if I take away my my hang up on Sleepy Town and and admit that I loved that sketch, I think there were still a few things at the top that weren't quite it for me. And then in Weekend Update as well. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I think a decent is a very fair place to put it. Steve, where are you going to land? We're going to release this episode in 3D because it is decent for me too. Across the board, I feel like this was pretty okay writing, pretty okay uh, putting together of a show. The host could be less awkward. I feel like <laughs> he wasn't bad. Like it wasn't like Adrian Brody bad, but uh, there was definitely some, hey, I'm not used to this. This is not my normal job. Uh, vibes going on and yeah that's charming to an extent uh and then there are moments where it's a little bit awkward like you know when you forget that you're supposed to go into a rap after you say you've got uh panache or whatever the line was you know <laughs> well to be fair that could have been his twin that wasn't at rehearsal ah yes yes i thought something went wrong there i think that like, maybe a line had been cut or something and he got confused yeah he was there was probably supposed to be something that uh, Seems like Keenan was supposed to have something, yeah. Yeah, and then they were like, "You're just going to go straight into it," and then he forgot that direction, mm-hmm. or maybe you get. I, I'd say some of these things get missed, like in communication. I'd say because it changes so much. Yeah, there's it's bound to happen. Yeah. They do so much of that. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think uh, decent is the way to go. Fair enough. A decent episode with some high highs and some more middle of the road stuff, but definitely definitely some winners in here. I'm so glad that that we all enjoyed it. Madeline, I'm so glad that you were on the show. You were great. Yes. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun. I love talking about SNL. It was great well, having you, Madeline. Come back anytime. This was great. And well, where can people find you? What are you up to now? I am on Twitter at Madeline Baldanzi, and I do a lot of writing that maybe one day people will see, but it's all slow to come out. But if you want to learn how to write a pilot, uh, or have a sample to give to agents or managers. You want to up their, up your stakes in this Hollywood game. You can take my pilot class. I offer an eight week pilot class and you can check out my website, madelinebaldanzi.com if you want to learn how to write a story for me. Yay. And I cannot recommend enough Madeline as a teacher. She is wonderful. She's great. If you think I've ever sounded like I know what I'm talking about, it's thanks to Madeline. So you always sound like you know what you're talking about because you do know. <laughs> Because you taught me. No. no, no, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're going to sign off without Steve. I don't know where he went. That is a wrap. Thanks to Steve Finn and Madeline Baldanzi. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Grace Kogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in one week when SNL returns with host Jason Sudeikis and musical guest Brandi Carlisle. But until then, this has been episode number 144 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman. That's my story. Now stick to it. 